0: Hello, it is November 3rd, 2022, and you're listening to the Gridiron Fantasy Football Podcast. Scott and Scott, we are here together with two Scots. Uh from here on out, we said we were gonna do guest spots here on the gridiron. So we have two Scots here today. Never enough Scots. Scott Sheddick, how are you doing?
1: Doing great, doing great. It's good to be back. Another week of football, you know, this is about I think it's been my best week so far. So doing First very win. Good. How are you guys doing? <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's it's you know, only took nine weeks to get there. So it's uh Eight, excuse me, but uh, yes. you know, it's it's feeling good. Scott hey. Hederman, how are you doing? Welcome.
2: I am good. I'm good. Well, thanks for having me. Joining from
0: the office, huh? Working overtime.
2: Yeah, yeah. Today here a little late.
0: Yeah, yeah. Is that where you put in all your uh, all your fantasy research to get you six and two top of the gridiron?
2: Oh yeah, I got all these monitors everywhere.
0: Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. All these uh, you know, ADP numbers and. You know, expectations for the rest of the weeks up to come. Before we get into football, guys, let's talk about what are you watching. I'll go first. It's clear that there's football on. It's Thursday night. It's a big deal because the Texans is the one time the Texans get to play on Thursday night, a primetime game. This is our only primetime game of the year, and no one's going to watch. In fact, the people that are at NRG – are probably not going to watch. They're going to be watching the Astros on their phone. So we're talking about the Astros evened it up last night, World Series 2 to 2, huge deal. Uh, you know,
2: oh, yeah, I would no hitter, right?
0: Yeah, through new hitter, no hitter last night. Um the best comeback that all the Phillies fans have for it is that it was a combined no hitter. No big deal, you know. I get that George Costanza, <laughs> yeah, George Costanza meme, uh, you know, feelings uh, when, when yeah, they say yeah. that.
1: In six games.
0: In six <laughs> games. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but real pumps. Justin Verlander going on tonight. Um, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. I will have Fubo lets me split screen, so I will have split screen left Texans, nice. right Astros. Um, this will probably be going on until the weekend. You know, so that's taking up most of my time at night. Family gathered around the TV, cheering, getting crazy, getting out of their seat. I'm stress eating Halloween candy. Uh, it's it's a it's it's a it's a great time of year. Scott Sheddick, what are you watching?
1: Uh, apart from Astros and football, obviously. Uh, lately, I've been watching the uh, Cabinet of Curiosities by uh, Gabriel Toro on. Netflix it's very interesting uh different you know separate shorts each one is its own story some are a little more I guess horror or scary like some of them are just kind of very interesting and odd stories in themselves uh if if you've seen uh Guillermo Toro's work which I'm sure you have uh it's you know it's always very uh peculiar in his own way and almost like a uh um I I can't but it uh, but it almost like todd McFarlane, but life like you know yep. kind of style like and it, it's very very interesting I, I haven't finished it yet but i'm about thinking about four or five episodes in
0: i've watched the first three because it got me in the halloween mood i think i watched it on halloween mm-hmm. Eve, um, and it was the one with the rats and a lot yeah. of people would get super squeamish with that one uh it was pretty rough as far as like you know, really kind of gross and grimy and whatever, interesting stories, I liked mm-hmm. them, but uh, but yeah, I didn't really get to finish because like once Halloween ends, it's hard to get my household to still watch creepy horror shit. Uh, mm. We kind of have to you know switch off on something else, even though for me it's kind of like a year-round thing. Like we can't <laughs> still watch murder documentaries, even though Halloween's sure over. You can. Please. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Scott Hedeman, what are you watching?
2: What am I watching? Uh, I mean, well, House of the Dragon and uh, yeah. New Lord of the Rings show just finished. So those mm-hmm. were high on my mm-hmm. list of things to watch. Yeah. Uh, the last few days I was watching Barbarians on Netflix. Really? I'm German- looking forward to watching that this weekend. It's like all German or mostly all in German. They speak Latin too with the Romans being involved. But it's... uh I don't know. It's so way it's, better than I thought it was going to be. If you're willing to sit there and read the subtitles, I guess. So it's all subtitles, huh? Yeah. Well, um, not if you speak German. Yeah, I guess true. If you speak German, you don't need them. But That's true. Well, I guess you probably get lost in the Latin a bit. But yeah. It's, uh, I don't know. It's a lot better production quality than I thought it was going to be. I thought it would get bored real quick. But it's basically like the story of the beginning of uh, gladiator when maximus is in germany like fucking him up cool so you're getting the story from the other side the german side hmm. okay
0: all fun. right all right i'll have to check it out it's on you know i think that you know besides survivor besides mass singer I'm... um you know, HBO is kind of chilled out on things that I must watch every week. And so a lot of time has been opened up. So maybe I'll maybe I'll check it out. Um, let's get in some football. First, I don't think we've celebrated this quite enough. Scott, you got your first win. OK. What is I think you've been we've board. been we've been talking trade a lot this week. What is your ultimate goal? Technically, you are still able to make playoffs, right? I mean, if you went seven, seven, I mean
1: yeah, if I if I win out and a lot of other people suck, I yeah, I mean, you know, the the stars have to align. Not even people sucking.
0: Seven's the number. Seven is the number. So it doesn't even mean that people have to suck. You can still make it as long as you win out, but you have to win out. What's the ultimate goal here? obviously it's the playoffs but other than that you know coming from somebody who is winning their first game in 8 weeks
1: best possible draft choice i can get for next year right i mean that that's really you know more names in the hat to try to get you know top 3 pick that's that's really it's really the goal right now and you know obviously avoiding the shame of getting last place you know that that's that's a big part of it um so yeah, yeah. There's there's still a lot to work for because I mean I feel like I've definitely gotten a lot of vultures circling in the past few weeks. Uh, so it's you know it's it's really a matter of uh, just making sure that you know I'm not I'm not disbanding all my good players just because my team hasn't been doing good as a whole.
0: Well, you fought me off. You know I've been trying to. to I wouldn't say vulture. I I feel like I threw you some pretty good trade offers and you've shut them down, but it is what it is. I'm not, I'm not butthurt about it. You know, I I don't get butthurt over trade uh, being shut down in a trade or people saying, nah, I don't want to trade with you. But I will say that I threw you some good ones that I thought you'd accept and it didn't really work out, but it is what it is. Scott, look at your schedule coming up. It is, you are six and two, but it is not easy. Uh, The end of the year coming up for you. And it just so happened the schedule worked out this way that, we had to, when the NFL added on an extra week, we had to add on an extra week to the regular season. And so you have to face the person that was paired up with you in the standings last year. You got Fupa Slayer, which at the beginning of the year looked like a. You did not get Fupa Slayer?
2: Pretty sure it's Clay. No, you're
1: you're playing Fupa twice, looks no, like.
0: No, you've got Fupa Slayer. Yeah,
1: twice. in like week, week 10 and 14. Yeah, 10 yeah. and 14. Maybe I was
2: doubled up on clay last year. I don't know why I thought it was clay. Nah, you've you've passed clay.
0: So you've got Fupa Slayer 10 and 14, which at the beginning of the year looked really easy. Not so easy this year. As it turns out, he scored the most touchdowns out of anybody in the gridiron. Um, So you Bat, Fupa Slayer, Maestro, Rumham, Professor, Fupa Slayer, all playoff teams except for Rumham. Are you prepared for the second half?
2: I guess we'll find out. Uh, I've had a pretty easy schedule so far. Points against me is like, I think I have the least, unless it's exactly. passed me so far. Yeah. So. Nope. That's I the least. I can only assume that I'll have some tough ones coming up just by the Yeah. But, you know, good luck out.
0: Yeah, so far you've phased, uh, let's say, one, two, uh three four teams out of your first eight have been non-playoff teams so it's not terrible um you just have a bad schedule thinking that you're you know that you have to face somebody who's at the top of the standings twice um
2: i'm not too worried about
0: it okay good good because neither was i um (laughs) Good thing we have you on the podcast today. By the way, we had uh Clay scheduled to be on the podcast today. We will get him another week. Um he had his uh girlfriend's car break down and it's going to take him the whole night to to get it. Yeah, so we're having Scott which really works out because we're going to talk about moves, transactions. Uh who needs them do you think um, that <laughs> i mean up until what uh, two weeks ago you had used four out of your 30 right something like that
2: six maybe it's pretty good i think i use about half of what i've used all at once
0: we have somebody at 20, Twenty-seven. 27. <laughs> you got three moves you can use Half a move or like a fourth of a move every week That's kind uh, of what I'm for the football. Not worried about
2: him. Okay. I think by the time we get to week fourteen or whatever, he's gonna have something wrong with his team that he hasn't been able to fix because he has no move left. So it's or great. he'll have to
1: trade desperately, you know.
2: Well, when's our right. trade deadline? Didn't we move it up this year? It's like Thanksgiving,
1: week twelve or some shit. So right.
2: If you were out of out of
0: moves by uh, week, uh, yeah, it is week twelve. If you were out of moves and you got about four weeks out of moves after that, uh, you're, you're, you're at the mercy of the 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 waiver wire, or uh, you're stuck with the team you got. So even with waiver wire, you can't
2: you can't add anybody if you don't. Not have if moves. you don't have moves. Right. So, um. How it all plays out, but
0: he's going to be hurting
2: here in a couple of weeks, I think.
0: So. I be honest. I'm pretty
2: confident we'll
1: vote for more moves next year uh, I mean,
0: didn't you oh, vote I for, you voted year.
1: for thirty moves did you not? I voted for five more. I voted for to keep the extra five we had for the pandemic last year. I like that thirty five I think that's nice
2: I nice cushy was, move number. split seven seven so it didn't pass or something like that hmm. i I one more next year.
0: I feel like I would. I voted for 35, and uh, you know that got shut down. But uh, I mean, when you're happy with your team, like Scott, you have been very fortunate. I think Scott Hadman, you have been very fortunate with your team being pretty healthy. I mean, as far as Mahomes, uh, Tua tags, Waddle, Devonta Smith, Joe Mixon, and Travis Kelsey, all those people are people you drafted, and they've all stayed healthy. Every week, except for Tua. Um, I didn't for mixing, oh, you I traded for Mixon. Okay, yeah. so you've yeah. had some running back issues, I guess. Um, but yeah. other than that,
2: performing.
0: yeah. other than that, you've been pretty good. You you did just have a defensive facelift that you, yeah. and it turned it worked out right. Yeah, I think your team you know defense really well. kicked ass last week. Um, so that is that is definitely working out. Um, how much? Scott Shedding, are you looking at moves as we move on into November, as we move on towards Thanksgiving? Is this something where it's like, I wanted this guy, but I'm going to hold off because I know I'm going to need these in the next month or so?
1: Um, you know, it's just because I've been so desperate just to get a win. I haven't necessarily been holding off very much of my moves. and I'm pretty high up there myself. I'm at 24 so. I can't say I've been necessarily patient. Um, It's really just been looking at the fact that, you know, any kind of uh, anybody I pick up, I'm looking at just to make sure that they're past their bye. So I don't have to worry about that uh, and covering my other guys' buys because I think this is my worst bye week essentially. So after this, I should be pretty clear from there. So I'm just to keep an extra six moves for injuries or anything, or, you know, anybody hot that comes up, but I would, you know, I'm definitely, any kind of serious trade talks, I'm throwing in hey uh, and throwing a move and throwing a move, basically, because yeah. it's that time. It's that time of the year where it, it be they become crucial.
0: Absolutely, totally agree. And the I don't understand the bye week schedule the NFL has put together. Uh, week nine, you have Browns, Cowboys, Broncos, Giants, Pittsburgh Steelers, and San Francisco Forty Nine ers. Pretty significant week for buys. You have four teams next week, four teams the week after, nobody in week 12, which really puts a damper. I wish they would have split nine, and I don't know if they do this for Thanksgiving, because that's right around Thanksgiving. I don't know if they do that. Week 13 is Cardinals-Panthers, and then you've got six teams in week 14, which could be crucial for a lot of teams that are trying to make the playoffs in that last week of the regular season. Um Yeah, it puts a lot of planning that you have to do as far as picking people up and and trading people. I know that in my planning, Deshaun Watson comes back in week 13. So I would like to ditch a quarterback in week 12. I have terrible quarterbacks, Pickett, Mills. Nobody's going to want him in week 12 because there's no fucking buys. Terrible planning on my part but it is what it is so i might be stuck with three quarterbacks going into thanksgiving and past the trade deadline all right let's move on here uh microtransactions we're talking about these small little trades that people are moving for you know a move here or a different player that's on buy how important are microtransactions as we move into some of these times where you need moves or, or in, in different little spots just to get a win. Scott, you had, Scott what do you think? all right. Yeah. Scott, what do you think? Scott Hedeman. You're not a very microtransaction kind of guy. What do you think? It, you're talking about something- just
2: like little one-to-one defensive player trades or like I'll give you this guy for a move, but you got to give him yes. a next week kind of shit.
0: Oh, uh, that's not allowed. We don't talk about that on the, on the <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's not official. If that's of happening, you need to report it and we will deal with it. That's All
2: well, right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, one to one small trade, I don't have any issues with. I mean, but I'm not, like you said, I'm not one to jump on that sort of bandwagon very quickly. Uh, it takes a lot for me to move somebody usually um uh, so i don't know a lot of times i look at free agents before i'm gonna make a little trade like that and if i can find somebody that's close then why help you out and i'll just help myself
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's that's uh extremely rude but uh yes i, I feel like there's a, a lot of that in the league going on right now i didn't feel like that at the beginning of the year but once these standings start to uh you know, come into play and come more into focus. People start to realize I'm helping out people who I might be fighting for for the playoffs or who might be in first place, or second place, third place. I don't want to do that. Scott, you've only made two trades all year, both in the last, well, both in October. I wouldn't say they're minor, but Shaq Leonard for Bridgewater, Godwin and Patterson for Ayuk, Mixon, and Bucker. It does take a lot to trade with you. And so, um, yeah, it has to be something that you're definitely favorable for. I've been trying to trade with you for the last few weeks, and it's not really gone anywhere, unfortunately. (laughs) Well, for that exact reason of you saying, I don't really want to help you out, and it doesn't really help me out immensely. So it is what it is. I guess that's what trades are. Uh, Okay, There's a lot of droppable players here in week nine. Things have happened. NFL has progressed. Who is the biggest surprise, Scott Sheddick, from the beginning of the year when we drafted to totally healthy, somebody who's totally healthy, 100% out there, and you just want to drop them here in week nine? Who's the biggest surprise?
1: Um, you know, I, for me right now, I think it's Robert Woods in Tennessee. I think he, he was he's dropped off so far from where he was, like, even last year, he was a very good receiver, and the year before that, he was you know a pure one number one, and now he's just out there in the waiver wires. Like, I think someone drafted him probably in like the eighth round or something like that this year. And I yeah, know, Tennessee's not a big throwing team, but you still thought he was going to produce something because. You know, A.J. Brown used to eat up a lot of touchdowns there before, and just to see basically no production out of the wide receivers there at all, it, it's kind of pretty pathetic.
0: I know, yeah. So you go from A.J. Brown, who was wide receiver one for yeah. Tannehill, Some, you figure somebody would step into that spot, and it has just been a big nothing burger from that whole passing offense. Uh, I talked about this earlier with the owners of these players, but Davis Mills, as bad as he has been this whole year, um, and the Texans' offense has scored more points than only two quarterbacks in the NFL who have played every game or two teams' uh, quarterback production, and that is the Rams and the Titans. Stafford and Tannehill uh, are 32 and 31 in points um, as far as quarterbacks are concerned. And now, you know, things like Cooper Rush and Dak, I'm combining them together, you know, things like the Dolphins with Teddy and, and everybody that started, you combine them together. Um, so we're talking about a full team's quarterback Mm -hmm. combination, uh, the Titans and the Rams are in dead last, which is not something you think about. Right. Uh, Scott, I know we didn't really prepare you for this. This is kind of a, you know, a fill in for you, but, uh, do you have anybody off the top of your head that's just absolutely droppable besides Melvin Gordon?
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's not going to work, huh? Yeah, because well, you're blurred. Yeah, it's got the blurred. It's there's, all blurred. That's droppable Gordon right there. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> uh-huh. uh, I mean, it? he's close. I mean, about as close to it as I, I got on my team, but I mean – they keep lying about him, you know? It's hard to decide <laughs> if I'm going to drop him or not when they're like, hey, he's a starter. And now uh, they got Chase Edmonds. And, so... Yeah, and they trade for a running back, and they're like, yeah, he's still a starter. Yeah. For now, I guess. I don't know. He's he's on my list of droppable. But, I mean, Connor, honestly, has, he's about just as bad this year.
0: Yeah, but he he's had back. some injuries.
2: He's had yeah. some injuries.
0: I'm talking about like somebody's like, healthy.
2: Okay. Well, then not so much Connor, but I I think even when Connor comes back healthy, I doubt he's droppable, but but Benjamin's definitely taken like a cut out of his carries for sure. So, yeah. I don't know. Probably Gordon, but
0: I think like, like you have to think if you drop this person, would they clear waivers 100% healthy? 100% healthy. Would they clear waivers? and they've started and somebody that you drafted high Robert Woods is perfect because he's been on our waiver wire since like week four or five and I tried to trade for him preseason because I was like oh that AJ Brown role Robert Woods been good AJ Brown you know that kind of simple you know fancy football connection um I'm real close on Deontay Johnson but I'm not going to. (laughs) Um,
1: Uh, Try and trade him for as long as you can, I guess, and then drop him.
0: It's over. He's on buy this week and next week, and it's just kind of one of those things where I'm not going to get value for him and I'm not going to drop him, and i got to save him for buys. And if I can get past this week, then it is what it is. got to start him every week. He's on my team. We're married. Uh, He gets a bunch of targets a game. I know you hate him as a Steelers fan, but he gets a bunch of targets. People throw to him. Uh, or Pickett yeah, but he doesn't
1: catch him because he's a lazy bitch.
0: Well, a lot of like for instance, he was thrown the game winner uh, when they were you know, on that game winning yeah. drive a few weeks ago yeah. and it was just completely underthrown, like terrible by Pickett. So if maybe he got a shot, maybe one of these weeks he wakes up and they find something it's not likely, but uh, he is somebody that was borderline wide receiver one start the year. Now is like if I had Three, two better receivers. I would he'd be a wide receiver four. I think he's right around a wide receiver four. Um, I but could qu- find
1: someone on free agent right now, like in two seconds. That's better than him. Here, give me like. Mm-hmm. Give me, I'm just saying, like he's so dropable.
0: No, I, I've Let's trust see, me, it. I've done this. I've done this because, <laughs> and if this week came down to it, I've asked this. I've asked this question in my head. If this came down to it, I am going to get wrecked by Danny this week. Um, but if it came down to it. Would I drop Deontay Johnson for like a receiver like Deshaun Jackson for Monday night and, or a, another receiver on one of these teams on, on uh, new Orleans or, or uh, the Ravens for Monday night. I don't know. It, it, we'd have to see how close it gets, but it's a question that I hope does not come up because I know, I don't know a few clear waivers. Um, I was thinking court and Sutton. Cortland Sutton has been mm. awful uh for this year and that whole Russell Wilson situation is just disgusting. Um <laughs> it, it's sad because I th- feel like Cortland Sutton was somebody that was super, super high on my list uh to start the year out. And now it's just like, man, I it'd be it's surprising if he gets like three or four targets. Not only has Judy taken over the targets that people do get, they're all terrible targets. They all just aren't very quality targets. So, uh, yeah, gross, disgusting. Uh, We're (laughs) going to go over, and this is fun. I think you guys will like this. Gridiron Jeopardy. I got five questions here about the history of the gridiron that I want you all to answer just for fun. We'll see if you get it. No hints, no nothing like that. Uh, Let me know if you guys are ready. Uh, You guys, raise your hand. If you know the answer, and I'll call on you. Okay. And I want to just blurt it out. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Let's go. Yep. This person has appeared in two championships and won only one of them back in 2013. Scott Edmund. Me? Yes. It is
2: you. Uh-huh. I
1: believe he needs to answer in the form of a question.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Who is Scott?
0: Yeah. So, fair warning, I made these before Scott was supposed to be the guest. So, (laughs) (laughs) easy, easy to know. This isn't going to be that easy. Uh, All right. There are all (laughs) of them. Yeah. This person holds the league record for most wins in a single regular season with 12.
2: Really, we never had a thirteen and one person.
0: We've well, we never had more. fourteen weeks. Scott Shedding,
1: Gaspar Rodriguez.
0: Incorrect. Who is
1: Gaspar Rodriguez?
0: No, again, incorrect again.
1: I thought, oh, he has the longest streak in general, longest winning streak. I think yes, that's what it is. Yes, okay. Um. Oh, all right. I'm gonna go with uh, change my answer to who is President Camacho then.
0: Incorrect again. Incorrect ah. again.
1: All right. Well then, we, yeah. we, what do you got for us? It is John
0: Breeze. John, John Breeze. Breeze. Oh. The year 2007, uh he was very dominant and faced uh Scott Payne in the championship. He went 12 and 1 in the regular season, won uh weeks uh won the first round, second round of the playoffs and then in the championship uh fell victim to Scott Payne and his Tom Brady, Randy Moss combination. So, yeah, 15 years ago, 15 years ago. All right. There have been two players that have appeared on championship rosters the two two of the past three years. Two players that have appeared on two of the last three championship rosters. Can you name one of them?
2: Hmm. So, who are the winners? It was.
0: It was Cameron and Chase. Oh, Chase and me. For it's it's the last three years. There's two players that have been on two championship teams.
1: Who is Jared Goff?
0: Incorrect. Mm. I think we've talked about one of these guys extensively, like. He's absolutely terrible, but somehow makes it on championship <laughs> rosters every single year.
2: Hmm. A lot of those guys. Is it? Are I'm you looking?
0: looking. Yeah, you can't I mean, look. It is not. Yeah, it is okay, not yeah, we're different. not just waiting for it. The answers. Yeah. Mitch Trubisky was on Chase's and Cameron's team. Wow. And Justin Reed was on. Chase's, and Cameron's team? Mm.
2: So nothing from your team last year.
0: Nothing from my, my team. Very misleading question. <laughs> but <laughs> very misleading question, but I wanted to get some kind of individual player question. All right. <laughs> three teams have not made the playoffs for the last two years. One of those teams holds the longest current playoff list streak of three. Can you name the three teams and the current Record holder. Don't raise your hand until you
1: have them all. I'm not, that's a lot. I don't, I don't keep track of these things. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, Um, if you know it's not,
2: it's worse. Person who has the three teams, probably one of them,
0: have not made the playoffs the last two years. So there's three teams that have missed the playoffs the last two years. One of those teams. Has not has missed three years in a row. Can you name the teams that haven't made it the last two years? And can you name the team that hasn't made it the last three years?
2: I feel like Clay is one of them.
0: Clay is one.
2: Probably Chet. Shedding no, is I not mean playoffs last. Shedig I mean,
0: was. True. was got third, I believe. weren't you on the podium? Um, Were you on the podium, Scott? Shedig? did you make uh, third? Yeah.
1: No, I think I got fourth last year. Yikes! Okay, yeah, it's worst yeah.
2: Incorrect. Really? One yeah. more guess. It goes Brad.
0: That's it. That's it. Nope. Incorrect. Fupa Slayer has missed two years oh.
2: in
0: a row. Uh, Clay has missed two years in a row. Sky Hedeman has missed three years
1: straight. Oh, burn. <laughs> you kept looking for who it was.
0: I <laughs> oh, I, I yeah. thought you
2: were going to get it. <laughs> That's right.
0: Yeah. Uh, looking back on it, 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 last year you got... Uh, let me see here. Last year you were ninth, barely missed. Year before you were thirteenth, missed pretty bad, three and ten. Ooh, and then the year before you were uh, eleventh, five and eight. Three years straight. Otherwise, and then the other two guys. So yeah. That would be the answer. Next question: This person holds the longest streak of losses in the gridiron, both playoffs and regular
2: season. Longest streak
1: of losses. You go. Who is the maestro? Correct. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> yeah, that's
0: that's that's pretty easy. Yeah, it's sad. I'm just it's, glad it's, it's not me. Yeah. True. It's not something <laughs> you want to. Yeah. It's not something to be proud of.
2: Last one. You were on a streak there to almost break it this year. Like,
1: yeah. Hey, it's all over here. Broken. It's it. all over. <laughs> all right. So ship around. this
0: is when Clay was supposed to be on. So you both joined back in 2005 and 2006. Sorry, I have a visitor. You both joined back in 2005 and 2006. Uh visitor. Yeah. One person made the podium in both those years, 2005 and 2006? Who was it?
1: I'm going to go with Clay. I don't think I started off very hot. I think I remember my So Clay joined in
0: 2006. So it would be Shedding in 2005, Clay joined in 2006. Only one person made the top three in both 2005 and 2006.
1: Not them two. Someone else. Not
2: them two. It
0: was
1: their first year, obviously. Oh, okay, okay. I thought you were asking between them too. We had a lot of other people back then. Um, like the Dream Team, the Dream Team. Right. Probably, or like Caporelli. Caporelli, he was he was really good. I'm not going to lie.
0: The answer is Caporelli, actually.
2: Yep. Got second
0: yeah. in 2005 and third in 2006.
2: So. Yeah.
0: All right. Let's what move on.
2: i forgotten.
0: Nick Capralli? Yeah,
2: it's like.
0: Oh um, no! It was um. Gosh, what was it? I have to go look. Poonannies?
2: Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, yeah. yeah, I think that's it. Classic poonannies. Uh, overreaction to. Thursday. Today's Thursday. I gotta get that straight. Trade <laughs> deadline. What was the biggest fantasy impact trade from the trade deadline, Scott Shedding?
1: Biggest fantasy impact trade deadline. I mean, there were there are a good amount of trades, and there were a lot of trades that didn't happen too, you know, like here in Houston, we were talking about waiting for see Brandon Cooks was gonna go somewhere. I honestly think that James Robinson, the Jets, is a is a really good trade. Um I think that's going to end up being impactful. It's not so, so much right away. I, I think the biggest one, obviously, is Christian McCaffrey. He's like he's gone over to San Francisco and just uh, just lit it up. I mean, in its first week, he made a, you know a couple good plays, and then the second week, he just he just went off. I mean, having literally a triple crown of touchdowns, of rushing, receiving, and passing, is pretty fucking badass. To- you know, on what is considered a fairly complex offense there over in San yeah. Francisco to for him to pick up that quickly and be such a big impact. That's it's, it's great to see just because we've all seen how Carolina just really isn't a competitive, that competitive of a team this year to see one of their stars go somewhere and play on a team that is really uh, just, you know, kicking ass with him right now.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's a good fit for sure. Uh, I think it's really up to his fantasy value and that would be one of the top ones for me. Scott Hedman, do you have uh, an Impact Fancy player from the deadline?
2: Uh, Probably, I don't know. Claypool to the Bears helps them a lot, I think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Roquan to the Ravens probably helps them a lot.
0: That's mine, is Roquan. I mean, we do an IDP league, so... Roquan going to the Ravens, I feel like decreases his value and makes Patrick Queen almost a free agent. Patrick Queen's going to be moved outside, and Patrick Queen has had an absolutely amazing IDP year. Um, What you also have to look at is who's stepping up to be in that Bears middle linebacker spot. Who's going to take over that gap that's going to be on the Bears' defense. Bears' defense is going to be bad, but people are going to tackle people. Okay, That's how it is. Um, they got Klein, A.J. Klein, back in the trade. I don't know if he steps in to be the starter, but somebody is going to fill that that fantasy IDP hole. Um, ID, or Patrick Queen, it's yet to be seen. I'm not going to like count him out and say drop him immediately because you haven't seen him play with Roquan yet, but really honestly – when you go from middle to outside, we've seen it a million times. These guys just don't get the involvement they did before. He may get more sacks. He may rush the pass more. And who knows? Maybe he is, he excels more at an outside pass rusher than he ever did at a middle linebacker. Because last year, the year before that Patrick queen was supposed to be up here as a middle linebacker and an IDP member. And now, and he wasn't, he was, somebody that wasn't really involved maybe he, he wasn't as quick or whatever uh but we all know that patrick we can sack somebody it's it's yet to be seen but i i would definitely knock roquan and patrick queen down a notch without seeing him first um
2: he made on a clay last year for patrick queen i feel like i remember that he added him yeah then people gave him shit because he wasn't good.
0: Yeah, I mean he's just he's not been the he was drafted first round by the Ravens and he just hasn't been that great of a player. So so yeah. Um Patrick Queen, that that is my biggest fantasy impact, at least for our league. Uh, let's talk about Geno Smith. Are we surprised by Geno Smith? Do we think that that, that we can keep that going? Uh, the 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 Seahawks are I mean, I think they're first place in that division, which absolutely blows my mind. Is this something that's going to keep going, Scott Shredding?
1: I do, I don't really see it being sustainable. They are for, in first place of that division right now. Honestly, I think San Francisco is catching on, and even Arizona will start doing better later in the season. It's I, I don't see it being sustainable. I don't like. I know I shit on him before, and he's been doing great. And he's been riding that chip, chip on his shoulder. I really just don't see this ending, you know, having a Cinderella Cinderella ending with like a deep run in the playoffs or anything like that. May, I see them maybe getting the playoffs and being a one and done kind of team.
0: Let me ask you this: Golf for Geno Smith was offered to you. What do you say?
1: Um, I think it's an even trade, honestly, right now. Uh, I mean, I think that's pretty even. I would I would try to fluff it up with a few other things and try to win somewhere else, but I think that's an even trade. Really? Uh, Gino probably has more more points, but I I just love Jared Goff's weapons a little bit more. Um and as long as they're healthy, then he can put up a lot of points.
0: That's my next side question, but I'll let Scott Hedman answer this. Scott, do you think Gino is uh, is a top ten QB at the end of the year?
2: I mean he's not now, is he?
0: Yeah. He is. He is. Let me just make sure he was last time I checked. And make sure he's not. Oh yeah. I'm change okay. it in my sleep. He's had a great year.
2: Yeah, um Yeah, he's he's QB seven.
0: Yeah, he's seven.
1: Okay, I knew yeah, he's he better. Good. He's better than Herbert. Very better but, than Tua right now. Brady. I'm surprised Brady's that high. I wasn't even gonna bring him up.
0: 13 touchdowns, three interceptions, and he's out of one on the ground. Really hasn't turned the ball over. He's turned the ball over four times, which is less than everybody above him, except for Hertz, who's going to turn the ball over six times tonight.
2: I don't know. Yeah. I think he's the kind of person where he's like, start, he's like me. started off good. <laughs> Probably won't finish up strong. Yeah. I don't well, know. Did he had an easy schedule? I haven't dug deeply into their not really denver
0: san francisco atlanta yeah detroit obviously boosted his numbers new orleans has given up a couple numbers but arizona the chargers the giants those aren't easy games those aren't gimmies so especially uh denver and san francisco to start the year out those were not gimmies at all and he went out there and played you know pretty good football he still has his bye to go so you have to you know throw that in there that he's the outside horse, um, in the race, uh, you know, those inside horses will take him over. Um, but I, I think he's pretty sustainable and he's somebody that if he sus- keeps this starter job, Seattle's doing well enough that they're not going to have a great pick to go out and pick one of these star quarterbacks. You may see some people get traded around or, you know, you, you'll see, uh, A quarterback who struggled this year go to the seahawks maybe but if he holds on this job we're talking about like a geno mid second round pick which is nuts i know you everybody's like that's gross like disgusting but right now he's qb7 right
1: I'm gonna need. I'm gonna need a lot of drinks to make a Gino second round pick.
0: <laughs> I know it's one of those where somebody brings the piece of paper up to the podium and I read it out loud. and like, oh, oh, but, <laughs> but hey, these he's winning, so he, he's really carrying the professor at the quarterback position. So you know, stats don't lie. Um, side,
2: I don't think he keeps it up. Uh, that's my guess,
0: and I think that everybody thinks that um side note <laughs> nobody wants tyler lockett so i've literally offered him to every person in this
1: league for <laughs> peanuts i offered him for a db you, you wanted um, dj Moore for him and i wasn't going to give you dj Moore, well
0: that was right? a combo trade that was a combo, combination yeah, but of a lot of things
1: I, I just i think to me the the uh the highlight or low light whatever you want to call it reel of tyler lockett Literally, like diving on the ground to uh, avoid contact after catching the football. It's a little. a great thing. Uh, it's a great he thing. He's still getting. He's still getting injured though. He still has an injury tag. Like every week, and he, avo- and he avoids contact like a fucking little child. Like it's. I don't know. I, I think that's part of it. Um, he still puts up decent points, though. I'll give you that. Wide receiver sixteen. Wide receiver sixteen. Yeah.
0: Constantly it in does. experts' top ten rankings. I know I say that all the time. He's constantly up there in like top 10 weeks. The problem that I have with Tyler Lockett and the reason I want to move him, he's not passed his by DK Metcalf has shown that he is not healthy or sometimes, you know, whatever. So if Tyler Lockett gets any more concentration on him, then we've got problems. And also he's not young. Tyler Lockett is
1: young. <laughs>
0: uh, 30. So as far as receiver years, that's like 40-something, 50. Um,
2: but yeah. are about to send him out in the pasture.
0: I mean, I I'm trying it's... to
2: <laughs> – go ahead. I he's inconsistent is the main reason most people don't – they look at him and they're like, ew, that two-point week or the four-point week.
0: That's one time in eight weeks.
2: But if you look at Tyler Lockett historically, he does that kind of thing where he'll score like 37 points, and then the next week he'll score two, and then he scores 12, and then two, and then 40. So it's, I don't know. For me, I like consistency. So that's partially why I look at Lockett and I'm like, eh
0: no very true in in historically but uh 15 12 10 24 you know he had the 2 8 13 it's pretty damn consistent um this is just gonna want to this is gonna be one of those i told you so's that whenever uh he scores touchdowns i'm just gonna have to send out like 13 text messages to people being like remember when i wanted your db2 for tyler lockett um Legereus Sneed was the going great. Sneeds had a ridiculous DB year, and I wanted to go that route. Um, all right. Who in the NFL? I know it's Thursday night, so this may be applicable for tonight. Who is the worst fantasy NFL team? Who has the least, in your opinion, who do you think has the least attractive fantasy NFL team?
2: Texans? Yeah. I mean... No offense taken. uh, It's it's, it's between them or like... I don't know. Steelers have been pretty bad too. Steelers. Falcons are pretty terrible. And Falcons have like Falcons some crazy, are, crazy, they crazy games every week. Ma- yeah, and they, they, Mariota exactly.
1: They're sporadic. Yeah,
0: Mariota is absolutely killing it. And I think he's sixth in QBR for all fantasy quarterbacks. He's been a monster, and this is Pitts is going to be a second half monster. This is not a selling point of mine. I'm not trying to sell him to anybody. I'm just saying Pitts is going to be an absolute monster in the second half.
2: Honestly, Rams. Pretty shit for fantasy purposes this year. <laughs> especially yes. from what after, they were last year. Like, after the expectations, like, especially. But second to last? Their running backs, none of them are doing anything. You've got Cooper Cup, who's probably, you know, he's good, but I think he's the That's only it. serviceable Ram besides maybe a defender or two or something.
0: I just rejected that trade, Scott. That's disgusting. Don't send me trades during <laughs> the podcast, especially when they're terrible. DeAndre Carter. You're, for trying, to get,
1: you're trying to get rid of Lockett. I'm trying no, to get him out. No,
0: Lockett's on my team now. He's <laughs> he's saved. Um, but yeah, I do like DeAndre Carter. I mean, Allen's never going to come back, I guess. Keenan Allen, he's not practicing this week. And they said his hamstring got worse in the bye week. I don't know how that happens. Um. So yeah, DeAndre Carter is somebody that's definitely ownable. Um, I think I have to agree. I don't know the Jets are pretty bad right now.
1: They started think... off pretty hot, and I—I uh, I mean, if what uh, was it, Brees Hall got injured, but Brees Hall's not really there. Well.
0: So do you no, want my Carter? Yeah, he was doing
1: well. Sure, that's why I think. I think James Robinson will end up being an asset there. Really. Jamey mm-hmm. Robinson's is a good running back. I think that the front office of J- of Jacksonville just really didn't like him because they love Etienne, which Etienne's good. He's fine, but like he also he fucks up a lot of plays too when they try to put him in there too much. So, I mean, it's I I think I think Robinson will be a good asset there. In taking that role that Brice Hall was, he was being productive. That offense was was productive with him when he was in.
0: Just I just don't see somebody changing teams in the middle of the year and going and being like an absolute stud. Like he's going to share with Michael Carter. Cause Michael Carter knows playbook and Michael Carter was splitting with Brees hall. And I know they're similar play types. Like James Robinson isn't going to go out and catch six, seven balls. He's going to probably not get targeted in the past game at all. And Michael Carter fills the Brees hall role. So it's to me, it's not, it's just not, That attractive. Technically,
1: technically Michael Carter doesn't fill the Brees Hall role because if he did, then he would have done that when Brees Hall was there. But Brees Hall did because Michael Carter didn't fit that role, so that's why they brought in James Robinson. Brees Hall was really good. James Robinson. And the the play, the playbook is a matter of like six plays. It's really not that complicated. They're running through about two gaps, so it's it's. I mean, he can pick it up in a couple days. Christian McCaffrey picked up San Francisco's playbook in in like three days, so it's. I don't think it's going to be trigonometry for him over there.
0: Christian McCaffrey is not somebody to be compared to. In my opinion, you can't just be like, well, Christian McCaffrey did it. Why can't James Robinson do it? Um,
2: but I'm anyway. just saying it's not impossible.
0: I think the Texans – I think he's right on the Texans. I think that Damian Pierce is definitely somebody you really want like on your team. Everybody should want Damian Pierce on the team just for volume, talent, volume, whatever. So I think that's a very attractive. There are zero receivers, obviously. Brandon Cooks is somebody that is getting really close to drop bull if he doesn't want to play for the Texans. Um, you know, the obviously, Dorsett and Moore, barring some miracle tonight, they're not going to be owned from here on out. You don't want the tight ends. Davis Mills is just looking way worse than I uh, predicted he might be. Those trash time Q- or touchdowns are way up in the air. He can't grab them. Uh, yeah, Texans are looking real bad offensively, so I guess we'll just have to see. But uh, I do have high hopes for tonight. I do. I really do. Um, that will move us in the Texans heat check. Do you think, Shedig, do you think uh, there's any chance against the Eagles tonight?
1: Eagles are on the road on a Thursday night game. That always helps the, the home team on a Thursday night game. I think has like an eighty percent chance of wedding, winning. So there's always, there's a shot, yes. But Eagles are firing on all cylinders right now. They're running the ball well. They're throwing the ball well. They're playing defense. They basically got the same recipe they had from when they were when they won the Super Bowl in 2018. They have a passing and running quarterback. Uh, you know they're they've got enough defensive linemen to switch them out every other. Uh, every other uh, play to keep them fresh. They just got that Robert Quinn from the from Chicago. I think you know. If anything, it might be a close game, like I said, because they're on the road. But I still see the Eagles winning.
0: Would you take plus
1: fourteen Texans? Mm-hmm. Yeah, make it interesting. Yeah. Keep you watching. I like plus fourteen. You know. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I think it's pretty good, especially because it's Thursday night games are usually low scoring, so you got that on your end, on your side too.
0: Right. Scott, any chance the Eagles uh, lose tonight?
2: I mean, Sheddick had some good points. I think Thursday night doesn't help their chances and having to travel, but it's been pretty bad, and the Eagles have been pretty good. You just I got thought,
0: you just got Devontae Smith tonight, huh?
2: Yeah, I have Smith. I mean, watching Hurt play quarterback is like the scariest thing I've seen. Lately, for football purposes, I swear every play he gets hit, it looks like he's not coming back. (laughs) But I don't know. Uh, Do you just gotten up every time so far? So he's doing fine. I mean, but he's, I don't know. He's a scary quarterback to watch play. I feel like unless he gets hurt or something, it's going to be tough to
0: win tonight. Yeah i hear that i hear that all right uh steelers temperature check uh they just made a bunch of trades at the t- trade deadline got rid of claypool uh got a uh, new corner which i didn't really expect that uh, william jackson right from the from mm-hmm. the uh, uh, commanders how yep. you feeling about the steelers going forward this year
1: i mean going forward uh it could only get better i think with tj watt coming back you really see the difference in the defense um i think pretty much he affects just about every single play when he's on the field um, so getting him back would be good having a bye week you know have of pickett you know be just you know getting more practice in with the wide receivers i think moving claypool while as much as i like claypool he's actually been been a little bit more productive lately I think moving him was the right idea, just because the Steelers' offense has no business starting three wide receivers when they're going to pass that little or that ineffectively. So Pickens is ready to just take a bigger role, and I'm hoping that Claypool being traded uh, wakes up Deontay Johnson for being such a little fucking cunt. That'd be that'd be <laughs> nice for him to stop being that. Uh, just because, I mean, just if you watch him play, he, he is he is such a lazy bastard. I, I can't stand him. Especially since he he literally just got paid a big contract this past year. So hopefully that takes a stick out of his ass and he starts playing a little bit better with a little bit more, I don't know, effort. You know, just little things like that would be nice. Um, but the defense, like I said, getting T.J. Watt back, getting a little more. That William Jackson III, he didn't have a good time in uh, Washington Commanders because they played a lot of his zone scheme and he's much more of a man coverage kind of guy which fits the Steelers a lot better so I think they should be able to get some good production out of him especially after last week watching AJ Brown get three touchdowns it's like they they got to do something and there's been a lot of other times where uh Minkah Patrick really just has not been up to par this year in, in coverage so uh hopefully this will help a lot you know they've got a much easier schedule going forward so that'll be uh that'll be helpful
0: yeah I'm hoping they do something Pickett to Deontay uh, to Johnson's look pretty, pretty bad. And even though I keep winning with that crap combo, uh, I could really use some help going forward. I'm hoping that Pickett kind of figures something out. And after he has some NFL games under his belt, starts to hit Pickens a lot more. Pickett to Pickens would be a great combo, which is kind of why I've tried it to trade for Pickens, but not really working out. Um. All right, team that most disappointed you this week, Scott Shattuck.
1: Las Vegas, Las Vegas getting shut out against the Saints. I mean, I know Ugh. the Saints, the Saints, Saints have a decent defense, but not like shutting people out defense. And Las Vegas going into this year with all the weapons of you know adding Devontae Adams and having Darren Waller and even Josh Jacobs has been running pretty well lately. And then to get shut out by the Saints, just just really really sad sight.
0: Scott, I mean, you got a team that, that really disappointed you.
1: I mean,
2: I have to agree. The Ravens, excuse me, the Raiders were bad this week. Yeah, I, I mean, know. I was watching the game with a buddy who's a Raiders fan, and all he wanted was them <laughs> <him> to score. <laughs> 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 Four. Yeah, uh, I, don't, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with them. Josh Jacobs looked pretty good last week, but Carr and Devontae Adams can't figure their shit out. So I, I don't know. know what's going on. They were pretty bad.
0: Yeah, I'm going to go with the Texans. I feel that. I feel offenses that can't move. I was watching that on Gamecast while I went trunk treating with my kids. Um sure. it was like incomplete pass, incomplete pass, incomplete pass, incomplete pass. Just absolutely disgusting. And if we have to watch that tonight, oh, please don't. Please Davis Mills, if you're getting if the pocket's going to shut down, get rid of it. Don't get sacked on second and 2. For eight yards because you're going to end up with third and 10 and we're going to punt like get rid of the ball throw into situ- throw picks i don't give a fuck like literally davis mills throw some interceptions tonight is what i'm asking you to do don't get sacked like that's frustrating from a texan standpoint i can deal with you being like well you tried i can't deal with check the first check the second uh option check down to the running back who's kind of wide open no we're just gonna tuck it and fall down i can't do that i can't do that tonight i know that's what was happening against titans so let's move the ball a little bit uh went too far into that texans who getting heated up all right team most impressed by last week i'm gonna go with the saints they shut out the raiders they came in you know they've had really big injuries this year kamara wasn't playing up to par They've been through every quarterback, you know, with Jameis, Taysom's played a little bit, Andy Dalton. They're doing a really good job there in New Orleans winning football games. Really impressed by them on the ground and through the air. Scott Shedding, who do you got?
1: Philly, still. Philly's just – they're they're just such a solid team. Like I said, they, they look good all around. They put pressure on quarterback. They've got good DBs, you know, that – The offense, the offense scores almost every drive. Like I I just, when you were just talking about Davis Mills and all these like negative plays he takes, I feel like Hurts is the complete opposite. Like no matter what, even if you play perfect defense, he'll get three yards. It it doesn't matter. Like he's he's gaining yardage on every single play, and it's the the they they got an all around team, and I think kind of like what Scott said, barring injury, that they're not they're not going to stop anytime soon. Yeah.
0: I can, I can see that. Scott, were you impressed uh, especially by any team last week?
1: Yeah,
2: I'm, well, sort of. It's kind of an odd answer probably because they lost, but the Panthers sort of surprised me, and yeah. I think they should have won because yeah. I don't know. I saw stuff after the game saying that Moore taking his helmet off outside of the end zone shouldn't have been a penalty anyway. So. It's not a penalty. I don't know why they did that, but I mean, the, I expected the Panthers to be terrible after losing McCaffrey, not, you know, they don't have a quarterback that's been doing great, and then he did pretty damn good that game, and then you had Deontay Foreman rushing for 150 yards, and I don't know, they, they looked better than I expected them to be, and then they seemed like they were going to win the game, but then... Gave it up there at the
0: end. Yeah, the, yeah. You know, PJ all Walker all looked
2: looked time.
0: decent for sure. Yeah,
2: he had a couple of throws that I was like, God damn, okay.
0: Yeah, especially that last one. All downfield, that's that's good. I mean, yep.
2: So Panthers, I have to say, even though they lost. Gotcha.
0: Individual players. Great, individual players. Scott Sheddig. Anybody that disappointed you really bad?
1: After the Raiders and David Carr. Like I said, just having all those weapons and yeah, you know, you know, Devonte Adams, you know, like to not be able to get that get that going after how, you know, how Devonte Adams basically been wide receiver one, top three wide receiver in the past like four years, and Aaron Rodgers for him to just be dropped off so much and get shut out in a game like this is pretty a so, uh, sad sight to see, and I, and I couldn't imagine watching out the Raiders fans like fan like you did, Scott. It sounds rough.
2: Yeah, <laughs> he was <laughs> surprised that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with Burrow. You know, I I went into with daily lineups and everything, gambling on the uh, – I, I didn't take the Bengals. I took the Browns in the game. But I thought Burrow would do a lot better and going out there and, and really chopping up this, this Browns defense. I want to give credit to the Browns defense, but Burrow just didn't look good, man. He looked lost out there, especially after blowing it up. It really – puts a lot on Jamar Chase. That's how good Jamar Chase is. When he's on the field, uh, he makes Burrow look like a way better quarterback than he actually is. You, I think about this all the time. Put Burrow in an offense like the Texans, is he any better than Davis Mills? It didn't look like he would be uh, on Monday. It looked really bad. Uh, it's disappointing to see it because we put Burrow up on a pedestal. He's somebody that we've really pumped up and and made like top five type quarterback in the NFL. And he just looked really, really bad. Anybody individually on uh, this last week, Scott, that that you enjoyed watching or you were impressed by, or I'm disappointed by, I'm sorry.
2: Um, I mean, probably like Henderson on the Rams. I was kind of expecting (laughs) him to get more than 14 yards or whatever he got. Like, the Rams are just bad. I don't know what their wow. problem is. Um, Stafford yeah.
0: is hurt, is what their problem is.
2: You think it's because he's hurt playing hurt? Is it yes, like ribs or shoulder. Or finger? His
0: elbow. Yeah.
2: He, if he was
0: a pitcher, he would, he would have surgery. But he is a they, quarterback. They,
1: all, they also sold out for the Super Bowl last year and had like a lot of players leave right after that. They're on like one-year contracts that were pretty impactful players all around.
0: Vaughn, OBJ.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I have to go
2: because he was my own player. I'll go Henderson just because he did nothing.
0: Yeah, we'll see if Kyron Williams steps into that role and actually does something for the Rams. Uh, It'll be interesting to watch. Uh, Player that impressed you most? I'm gonna go with Derrick Henry. I know he ran against the pathetic Texans run defense. He probably wasn't touched. Before six yards on any of his runs, there were gaping wide holes, you know, but it's still 200-plus yards and a couple touchdowns. Derrick Henry looked like the Derrick Henry that I drafted first over all other running backs. I loved it. Impressive. I hope he repeats it against the Chiefs this week. Scott Shedding, anybody that impressed you?
1: Uh, Two players, both the three touchdowns, Chris McCaffrey and A.J. Brown both guys just had amazing weeks i mean aj uh, chris mccaffrey already talked about but you know competing at a new team picking it up that quickly and just being i mean just a fucking swiss army knife of a football player out there and then aj brown just being so fucking deadly on that offense you know they can run the ball they can they can throw the ball they can you know hit you with huge splash plays and it's it's and you know, something that's going to be really tough to stop but yeah AJ Brown and Christian McCaffrey.
0: Yeah, from a DFS standpoint, I was watching AJ Brown and you know, if you don't have AJ Brown and you don't have uh, Jalen Hurts, it's like fuck. Fuck. Like you're not going to win money because everybody that had AJ Brown or Jalen Hurts, luckily Tua and the Dolphins came back and just started tossing around like they were playing catch in the backyard against the uh, uh, the Lions last week and they won me a ton of money. But at the time, I was like, "Fuck, Jalen Hurts, AJ Brown are really taking over the slate." Um, Scott, anybody that really really impressed you last week?
2: Uh, I had forgotten about AJ Brown until so Shadik just mentioned him. That he was pretty damn impressive this this week. That one catch where he pointed at both of the defenders had me laughing. He should
0: have been flagged on that.
1: He did get flagged. Oh, did he? He oh, got a taunting. He got a taunting. <laughs> Unless they, they take the touchdown back, who gives a shit, you know? Whatever. But, take your that helmet off and weird. hit him in the face. I there you like go. That. And weird. then
2: uh, the, my pickup, I think Deontay Foreman had a pretty beastly game. Oh, my God, yeah. yeah. 120 yards, three TDs. So, hoping that continues. I,
0: that'd continue. that'd I nice. think he, I I want to call him Derrick Henry Jr. Uh, he is hey, we're like basically
2: a, talking about him like he was.
0: Yeah, because he can really pound it, and he's really somebody that you don't want to get in the hole to tackle. Um, he came up, and I know Atlanta defense is not that great on the ground, but he came in and, and really pounded it and gave him something to think about, and I think that opened a lot of area for P.J. Walker to do work, so um, yeah, that's a great pickup. I wish I had him as my RB, two going forward, because it doesn't look like... I mean, we'll see with Hubbard coming back this week, but... It doesn't look like he's going to be sharing too much. It might be a 70 30, uh, you know, split with Hubbard, but that's it. That's a good pickup for sure. Uh, All right. Matchup of the week. And again, I'm glad we have Sky Hedman on because you are matchup of the week. These projections are just out of control. I feel like Yahoo's broken or something. Uh, Last man standing versus UBAT. Shedig, you owe a shot from last week. I don't know if you have it on hand or if this is something you're going to owe. You're going to ride an IOU?
1: I mean, I could go get it if you guys want to talk about the matchup real quick, and, and I'll be right back.
0: Well, we're not going to let Scott discuss his own matchup, okay? He's just going to hear and listen to us talk about his teams. Oh, oh, and it's okay. your turn to pick. It's up to oh, you. Oh, thank God. You can do it. Uh,
1: Are you prepared to do it right now? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm prepared
0: absolutely um, we'll, we'll wait me and scott can just shoot the shit while you go get a. okay why don't why you shot. go
1: shoot the shit for a second I'll, I'll, i'm gonna go chill a shot for a, and i'll be right back
0: okay scott do you think you're gonna win this week i mean is this something like honestly you are uh, down by 11 but it looks like you have besides iuk a full roster yeah going. we
2: were projected pretty evenly until i just now looked at it again. He got 10 more points somehow. He
0: threw in Rondell Moore. So, Rondell Moore is kind of inflated because of that last week. And Yahoo loves receivers who get end-arounds and and get a lot of receptions. He's projected 12.52, which is super high. I mean, Rondell Moore is projected more than Fournette. Like, get the fuck out of here. Um,
2: McKinsey's similar
0: think. I mean, he's got a 10.4. Yeah, that, but McKenzie's the same style. Right. Um, he's got a 10.45 kicker. He's beating you by six points a kicker. Oh, you have Fairbairn going tonight. I
2: think do. Think about
0: that. I got Fairbairn in, in a few daily lineups, so that should be that should be good.
2: I added him, and he got his lowest score of the season so far, so hopefully he don't. back up for the rest of the
0: I night. like him tonight. I like him. Sit with it. Cheers. Oh, cheers. Mm, mm. Is that Espelon again? Oh, you're not. Yeah.
1: Good work. Good work. All righty.
0: Okay. Now it's well, your turn to uh, pick. Maybe it, that could be me <coughs> next week.
1: You next week. Exactly. Because I, mean... I am going to take last man standing. Because wow. Not only because you're on, the, you're on the show, Scott, but I just like the matchups all around. Uh, Mahomes versus Tennessee coming back from his uh, off his bye on on prime time he loves prime time plus good weather. Tua at Chicago Chicago's defense just got worse by losing Roquan plus good weather versus Joe Burrow who still doesn't have Jamar Chase back and he looked I mean he looked really lost against the Browns uh, and if you honestly if you go back and look at Joe Burrow's highlight reels. It's a lot of Jamar Chase highlight reel, really, because he just gets him the ball and then Jamar Chase makes like three defenders miss and he just like runs for sixty yards. It's like bur, 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 bur. and Joe Burrow's stats look really good because this past week, not only did he not look he looked lost, but it was against the Browns. The Browns have decent defense, but they're not they're not like fucking, you know, daunting or anything. So look that loss is bad. And yeah. Josh Allen at at the Jets. Um, you know, I think so. Josh Allen's going to put up Josh Allen numbers, uh, don't, but it's a division game. And I don't like division games. Plus, they both have bad weather. The other biggest thing that I like about Scott's team here is that he is stealing a lot of points. He is stealing a lot of points from UBAT because not only does he have Isaiah McKenzie on Buffalo taking from Josh Allen, he's got Joe Mixon at Cincinnati. So, if Joe Mixon gets a touchdown. That's a touchdown. Joe Burrow doesn't get. He's got his stacks with Tua and Waddle. He's got Mahomes to Kelsey it's it's a it's a lot of positive points on on scott's side uh, you bet i mean he's got a solid team he's not he, he's not he's one of the he's four and four but he's he's been one of the more solid teams i think in our league so i'd still expect him to put up a very good fight but everything i'm seeing here on the top end for last man standing is is what i'm liking like i said stealing points great stacks better matchups better weather uh that's i'm going scott
0: you know, I, I like your points in that Mahomes to Kelsey on Sunday night is so fun. It's so fun to have your guys in primetime and your main guys in primetime. And, you know, it will come down to Tyron Matthew versus uh, Kamara on Monday night, which is a huge deal. But having that Sunday night hammer is awesome. It, I mean, it, it Scott is scheduled, even with if the projections go – as it is now, he should be up on Sunday night. So going into Monday, he should be up, and then Brad would take him over, if it goes by projections, would take him over on Monday night. So it's really up to Mahomes, to Kelsey, on whether Scott wins this week or not. Um, I I can't disagree or agree with you, but you bet. You better win, because I ain't taking a shot next week. I'm going to keep Scott's shot schedule uh, on, intact going three weeks in a row. Let's get into the gambling corner and finish this baby up because I know Scott's got to get home and watch this game. Um, Thursday night, I am two and four with the spread, so not exactly where I want to be, but I am five and one with props. I have not lost a prop in four weeks. Killing it. I like the Texans plus 14. Okay. And okay. I like Damian Pierce over three receptions okay i feel like um the main guy that you're going to come out and uh you know on that offense is going to be damian pierce uh, davis mills going to check down to him if they are down in the third and fourth quarter he's going to be looking for pierce in the passing game you saw it last week against tennessee how he finished it up with a touchdown i like those two what do you think of those are, are those good
1: I like those. I you know, I agree. They're I expect them to be down in the third and fourth quarter, which means he'll be passing a lot and probably just going out for a quick check down. The DBs will be all over the wide receivers, so it'll be a much more economical choice for him during those times. So, yeah, I like the props. Um, yeah, Texas should be able to cover the spread at least because, like I said, on Thursday nights, usually a little bit low, lower scoring anyhow, so I do like those. Cool.
0: Awesome. Good to hear. Uh, Glad I got your approval there. Let's go into Sunday parlays. I won last week. Uh, I had a good parlay. Uh, Yes, two and four. So I'm two weeks in a row. I'm on a streak. That's how these things kind of happen as you get on streaks. Commanders plus nine. Um, I really like the Heineke McLaurin connection this week. Commanders plus nine. Jaguars against Vegas. Under 54. Two struggling teams. Both have Uh, a win or a couple wins under their belt, but uh, I think they struggle on offense. Don't move the ball. Jaguars plus seven and a half. I don't know why they are underdogs at home against a Vegas team that we all just said disappointed us and sucks. I think the Jaguars are a good bet there. And Bengals aren't going to lose to the Panthers, right? Bengals can't come out and lose to those Panthers that we saw last week. It was a one-week thing. I think the Bengals win that game I like, like a minus one. $100 pays 260 Uh like that. DFS, Daily Fantasy. Last week, I almost had the perfect lineup. I was two guys away. I believed that because all the Texans were going to be gone, that Brevin Jordan and Philip Dorsett would get work. They didn't. I think they got like two catches each. It was really sad. I would have won like a million dollars if they would have done anything at all, and they did not. This week, Heineken and Claren, like I said, or if you want to go Lawrence, ATN, I think they have huge games, both of them. Um, Austin Eckler has to be in everybody's lineup because Austin Eckler is just going to murder people on offense. Uh, and A.J. Dillon is my little sneaker uh, playing Detroit has been absolutely a gift to anybody on offense. Um, I think that Aaron Jones has these games where he goes out and dominates and A.J. Dillon has been somebody that's been in the background. I feel like that switches. I feel like A.J. Dillon has a big game, gets two touchdowns here against Detroit, and uh, and has a great week. So those are, those are my DFS picks uh, for this upcoming week survivor pick of the week scott i know you're out of survivor um but i really want to know your pick here i like the Bengals. i'm in survivor i had falcons last week i would have survived um i like the Bengals this week against panthers anybody that you why are you shaking your head
1: it's a terrible pick. we just talked about how joe burrow is literally completely lost without jamar chase and carolina should have won that game against atlanta Carolina's going to come out with a fucking like tear and just tear down Cincinnati. I I expect Carolina to win by 10 in that game at least. Uh I don't know if you got other choices, but I just I, I don't like that one, especially if you are actually You think still Carolina's could beat
0: the Bengals pick. by 10? Is that what you just said? Yeah. Oh my god. That's like really yeah. intense. That's a really intense pick considering they're minus or they're plus 7.
1: If you did, you watch Cincinnati on Monday? They look terrible. So not only are were they terrible, they're on a short week because they played Monday night. So it's it's not good. It's, it's not it's not a recipe for success. We'll say that. Yeah. Um
0: I mean, we'll see. But I, I like the Bengals. Who's your pick if you pick somebody to definitely win this week?
1: Definitely win Philadelphia tonight. Eagles. <laughs> oh my god. <gosh. laughs> I mean, if, most people probably don't have that laugh. I'm sure there's a
0: lot of people Um, that are in survivor leagues. Depending, you
1: you don't, you don't, you don't want to depend on a road Thursday Thursday team. You don't, you don't want to do that. Uh, Not for your survivor, at least. Um, I think Kansas City over Tennessee is isn't bad, but you probably have already used that. I think Jacksonville over Las Vegas is a good one. I think Jacksonville will definitely win that game.
0: It's, I mean, they're underdogs, plus yeah. one and a half. But yeah, that's that's a, that's a tough one. I, but but yeah, I would, uh, I would, I would agree with you. All right, guys, we've held uh, Sky Headman here long, uh, hostage long <laughs> enough. Let's get out of here. Anything else you guys want to say before we go watch some Thursday night football and the Astros? Go
2: Houston. Yeah. Go Astros. Go Houston
0: get- all around. <laughs> Um, yeah just, that, just all of them. <laughs> yeah, let's get a Texans Astro Astro combination win. All right, guys, thank you guys for listening as always. We will be back next week with a new guest. We don't know who it is yet, but it, uh but we'll just have to see again. thank you. We'll see you same time, same
1: place. See ya. Show yourself.